the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. And we have some very uh, intriguing guests for you today. We look forward to our normal Thursday visit with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio, but we also have a guest at 1130 today. If you live on the west side and you have a student who will be in kindergarten through grade five this year, uh, an exciting, an exciting school opportunity for you. Can't wait to talk about that at 1135 today. But let's start with the theme of the first half hour of the show today, which will be honesty. And unfortunately, we have uh, a shortage of honesty in our world today. We have an overabundance of dishonesty. And today is June the 1st, where you will, for the next month, uh, be inundated with dishonesty. You will be told that if you do not celebrate the LGBTQ movement, you are hateful, bigoted, terrible, an awful person, that you must get on board. Uh, it is not enough, as it has been in years past, to accommodate the movement, to tolerate the movement. Now you must not only celebrate the movement, but you must indoctrinate the movement into everything we do. And, of course, this agenda has been pushed by the opinion shapers in our culture, which is the field of academics and media. And so, true to form, I do have to give it up to the Columbus Dispatch that they can unearth the most uh, unlikely of subjects <laughs> to further their leftist agenda when they want to. I think back to when they were marshalling all of their resources against a proposed law. Not a law, but a proposed law. They couldn't stomach the idea of it becoming law. That the state of Ohio would ban indoctrinating kids in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade with sexual ideology and transgender nonsense. And so, in their unending effort to undermine that law, as proposed, they ran nine different editorials against it, none for it. And the effort that they were undertaking to undermine that law reached instructive, and ridiculous proportions when they found a transgender hairstylist in Dayton to write an editorial against it. Now, they will not stop turning over every stone and trying to find the most uh, unusual and, I would say, uh, the most can't think of a word better than inapplicable or a, a situation that does not apply to hold up their idea that this is something you should embrace. This is something that's, if we say it's terrible, you should say it's terrible. And if we say you shouldn't get on board with it, 
you shouldn't get on board with it. And conversely, if we think it's great, then you should think it's great. And if you don't think it's great, you are a bigot. And so they have found here on the first day of Celebrate All Things Immoral and Homosexual, also known as Pride Month, they have found the perfect exception to extrapolate into what they want you to believe is the rule as it concerns the LGBTQ movement. They have found a 79-year-old man here at a Westerville nursing home who realized after being married, fathering children, and all the other things that you do prior to the age of 79, uh, this man discovered that he was actually a woman actually a woman, and is now living as a transgender woman in a nursing home. And if you don't support transgenderism, if you don't support cutting the breasts off young girls, if you don't support giving toxic drugs to boys that will sterilize them, well then, you are someone who also would deny this 79-year-old man, what is making them happy and what has fulfilled them after a life of doing all the things that fulfill other people, like having children, having a family, making friends, and the like. Uh, This is what the left does always. They take an exception. They wrap it in pretty paper. This person now is happy. This person now is content. For the first time in their life, they're happy, they're content. They're fulfilled. They found their purpose. And if you don't just love that, if you dare to question it, well, then you're really a terrible person. So because this person, who they found a clear exception to the rule, you must love this situation, then you also have to get on board with the kids. See, because you're standing in the way. The kid might be 14, might be 65 years from age 79, but... Why would you want to interrupt their happiness? Um, This is classic leftism, classic Marxism. And so what they want you to believe is that, see, this person is finally, after desperately searching for fulfillment for eight decades, they've finally found it. And you're not going to stand in their way, are you? The reason why this is such a lie, the reason why this is so dishonest is because While I don't agree with this person's life decisions, I really don't, other than wondering what it does in terms of their eternal consequences for it, it really doesn't concern me. If this is what this person needs to do, put on a wig, wear female clothing, purport to be a female, if this is what this person wants to do, I'm not going to stand in their way. I'm not going to carry a picket sign. I'm not going to try to stop them. Why? Because it's not a threat. It's not a threat to children. It's not ruining anyone's life other than his own life. But when you take kids and you try to tell them that their lack of community, their awkwardness in puberty, their discomfort with their body changing, going through puberty, when you try to tell that child 
that they were born the wrong sex and that they should take this drug or have this surgery, all in an effort to affirm your own demented, demonic lifestyle, because the more people you can recruit to it, the better you feel about it, then I care. Then I care a lot because I don't like seeing children's lives ruined. So this example that the dispatch has combed heaven and earth to find is not at all applicable to the people who make their way into the Kaleidoscope Youth Center, where they are indoctrinated, where they are programmed, where they are set upon a course that could truly victimize them by pedophiles and others with twisted minds. This example of this person in the Westerville Nursing Home is not at all applicable. But they want you to believe, they want you to think it's applicable so that you will be quiet. So you will not make them articulate why it's okay to cut the healthy breast tissue off a young girl or why to sterilize a young boy. The epitome of dishonesty. Which brings me to another story at the top of the news today. Columbus City Schools has found a unique way, (laughs) which is to say a dishonest way to go after money that it is not entitled to. Yeah, we talked before about Columbus City Schools and how far over budget they are. And one of the things that they don't like in Columbus City Schools is that there's a state law that would keep schools from perpetually challenging the assessed tax value of properties. Okay? Used to be a lot of these appeals... Schools always want properties to be valued at more than they end up being valued at. They sue. The schools do. They challenge. Well, now in Columbus and other districts around Ohio, this was supposed to be stopped by what was initially proposed by the guy who should be Speaker of the House, Derek Marin, House Bill 126. But what Columbus City Schools has done in a couple of cases is that they have gotten citizens to file complaints, and then the district has joined those complaints in court. Uh, One particular case involves an assessed property that was, uh, well, is on the east side of Columbus. And a citizen who rose up to challenge the assessed value of this location is a citizen by the name of Stanley Bohorek. Stanley Bohorek, just a concerned property owner in the community? Uh, Well, maybe. Uh, But I also find it interesting that Stanley Bohorek is the treasurer of the Columbus City Schools. (laughs) The law firm that is uh, bringing this case to market for the uh, Columbus City Schools? Uh, The law firm in Licking County used one of its own attorneys to file the citizen complaint. And then the local school joined the lawsuit. Uh, I will call out dishonesty wherever I find it. I'm not surprised to find it in the transgender movement, and I'm sure not surprised to find it in the public school movement. Theme of the first half hour of the show today is dishonesty. It's prevalence uh, throughout. On display yesterday at the White House, where apparently uh, a reporter did not get the memo that you cannot ask White House spokesperson John Kirby an obvious question about Joe Biden's corruption. Uh, This young man, I presume, 
will not get called upon again anytime soon. 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Wow. So Kirby is standing there shaking his head. Wow, wow. What do I say? What do I say? <laughs> President, the president, the president has spoken to this. No, he hasn't. Uh, the president has spoken to this. No, he hasn't. Uh, and there's nothing to these claims. Oh, really? Uh, nothing to the claims? You sure? Nothing? John Kirby? You sure? Nothing? I'll pursue this with Matt Mayer when he joins us at noon today. A uh, simple question would be, Biden grandchildren got checks from foreign countries. Are the Biden grandchildren political consultants? What is their business? Why did they get checks? Uh, that kid won't be able to ask it anymore. Uh, that much we know for certain. Now, I'm going to hate to do this to you, Trump zealots, but we got to call out dishonesty wherever we find it. And I know some of this is a political game, but could we just honestly campaign for president by trumpeting our own accomplishments rather than disparaging Ron DeSantis for things that are a figment of Donald Trump's imagination? The latest attack line Donald Trump has levied at Ron DeSantis is that, are you ready for this? Lie, because it's a big fat one. New York did a better job with COVID than Florida. That is Donald Trump's assertion. He is lauding the COVID response of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who killed like every old person in New York. But Trump has been talking about, oh, Florida was so bad. Andrew Cuomo did a great job. And Andrew Cuomo is loving this, of course. And Andrew Cuomo is now saying, yeah, he's right, you know. You want to vote for a guy who is in lockstep with Andrew Cuomo? So Guy Benson of Fox News had New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu on his show yesterday. And he asked Sununu about Trump's attack on DeSantis. And Sununu said this, that's the guy leading the Republican ticket, the guy who's praising Andrew Cuomo. I think New York handled the COVID pandemic terribly, horribly. And that's just not an outside opinion. That's as a fellow governor that was on the phone with Cuomo and every other governor and the president and vice president almost every day. There are states that handled it well and states that didn't. Florida did a great job. New Hampshire did a great job. Texas did well. I mean, a lot of states handled it really, really well. And to try to put New York above that is just nonsense. Yes, it is nonsense. Now, Trump is also tonight holding a town hall with Sean Hannity. Ooh, I bet the questions will be unrelenting. Now, here's Trump from March the 23rd. I wonder if Sean Hannity will ask him tonight about Chris Ray, the FBI director, uh, defying a subpoena related to this document that alleges that Joe Biden got $5 million for influence peddling and crafted an Ameri- crafted American policy, used his influence as vice president to craft American policy, uh, friendly to the Chinese. Uh, here was Trump from March the 23rd. Is he owning the appointment of Chris Ray? Of course not. He's throwing another soon-to-be Republican presidential candidate under the bus 
for Chris Ray's appointment as FBI director, an appointment that Donald Trump himself made. Are you happy with Chris Ray? But just so you understand, I put Chris Ray in because I wanted to have somebody in there that everybody, including the other side, really wanted. It may not have been the right move. Let's see. Time will tell. Okay? May not. But I wanted to have somebody in the FBI because I'm an honorable guy. I'm an honest guy. I may have made a mistake, but I put somebody in that the other side, everybody agreed to. You know who recommended him to me? Chris Christie. Okay? He recommended him. And that's okay. I don't mind that. I've taken Chris Christie's recommendations before. Uh, and other people wanted Christopher Ray, And people from the other side wanted Christopher Ray. But, but Look, Donald Trump has a lot to run on. He did a lot of great things as president. His policies, by and large, were great. You're more likable. I don't think he's ever gotten this. You're more likable when you own your mistakes. Say, I'm, I'm, that was a mistake. I made a mistake there. Shouldn't have taken this recommendation. But Trump is incapable of doing that. He's incapable of ever saying that he was wrong. Uh, now, Ron DeSantis was campaigning today in uh, New Hampshire, uh, here he is talking about the ideological war, by the way, that Trump has criticized him for fighting. You can't have every uh, institution in our country going on these ideological joyrides. Um, you cannot have a situation where merit and achievement are trumped by things like identity politics. You should not have to compete in the woke Olympics just to get a job or just to get admitted to a school. And so in Florida, we said we're the state where woke goes to die, and we have made that a reality, and we're going to do that for the country. Now, I believe he can do that for the country, and I believe he will do that for the country. And there are those who say, oh, Ron DeSantis, he's a pawn of Karl Rove. I was reading a friend of mine, direct message last night on Twitter. Hey, you know... DeSantis is a pawn of Karl Rove. He's like another Paul Ryan. Is anything about the way Ron DeSantis has governed in Florida remind you of George W. Bush or Paul Ryan? Anything? Like anything at all? And I know there are those who say, oh, well, he should have never fought the Disney fight. I like Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly says, ah, oh, DeSantis made an airy fight. He's fighting the Disney fight. He's using the power of government to take over private institutions. To which I say, yeah, philosophically, in an ideal world, I would not do that. But the left is sure doing that every single day. And when you decide you're going to come after kids and Disney saying, yeah, we got a not-so-secret gay agenda. When you decide you're going to do that with kids, then the gloves are off. We're coming after you. Because we, it's, it's the most natural human emotion is to protect your own children. By the way, uh, the Republican field is supposed to get larger next week, <laughs> literally and figuratively, with Chris Christie getting in and Mike Pence getting in. What, what is Mike Pence's path to the nomination? To say our policies were great? Well, they were Trump's policies. They weren't yours. So I don't understand that. Uh, what I do understand is that education is consequential to your child. And if you care, listen closely next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.